The comments within the following podcast are those of any show hosts and not representative of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to podcast number 304. I'm Jared Reimer. This podcast is going to have a wide variety of things. And for links to articles that are talked about, please go to the blog. The URL is technology.jaredrimer.net. The first three files talk about Fillmore Productions, where Fillmore Productions talks about what's coming, but yet, does he know that he actually will be getting voice over IP? I guess we'll find out over time. An introduction, his message, and my thoughts. A true story. What is this? A story that happened to me while I was posting one of these things to my blog. Well, I'd actually stop and answer the phone. Which doesn't bother me, except that this story was quite interesting. Credit cards with 0% APR with an immediate you have to take this or else. And it's not identifying which credit card company you're with or that is calling you. Whoops. News, notes, and articles that I've recently read talk about various news items that I thought you might be interested in. Courts, hand down hard jail time. It's about time. DDoS is one of the biggest things that we can not easily defend against. And courts are now seeing that this is a big time problem. So, big time problems with big time consequences. Dice World. It's gotten updated recently. Of course, it always gets updated, but the changes? They might be welcome to some. It's interesting, and I demo it by playing a round of one of the games that does seem to have the change in, and then I check out another game to see if it does it, but it doesn't. But that's okay. Each game's going to be different, and of course, there are always changes going on at Dice World. I have seen some very interesting email as of late, but I think it's something that you will want to know about. While there is no strong language, the subject matter may be a little questionable for some, but I'm not going to say that the segment itself is adult in nature, but it is an adult theme type of thing where you might want to 
just know about it. Finally, Steve Gibson at Security Now briefly talked about a service and I've been checking it out and I'm still playing with it and who knows maybe this podcast will be up there for a time and I'll put it up on the show notes as well as uh, you know making it available through other means I don't know if I do it with every podcast but we'll just have to see Contact information will also be at the end of the podcast. I am Jared Reimer, and I hope that you will enjoy the program as much as I have putting it together for you. We'll have more very soon. Thanks for listening. everybody welcome to podcast number 304 as promised at the end of last podcast I said we had a very interesting update from Fillmore Productions now I don't exactly know where this came from and I listened to the message, and I'm not going to say anything yet. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you hear the portion of the message in question before I start talking about my thoughts on it. And we're going to uh, possibly improve the audio quality because uh, we're going to be going to a uh, fiber T1 system, which uh, the provider tells me has better sound quality than the uh, T1s that we've been using for the last 14 years. This is a better technology that uh, delivers the... Uh, phone calls over a fiber cable rather than a copper line and we'll have uh, the, the other advantage which will be transparent to the callers but helps me out a little bit is that I'll have control over the phone numbers coming into the uh, office because instead of having them come over separate T1 lines, they all come over one connection and go into a router that I separate out into my different computers. So it'll make it easier for me if I want to uh, change the routing of the phone calls in any way. I can just do it from uh, 
an administrative portal instead of having to call the provider and have them move a phone number. So that uh, will give me some versatility there. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, it'll be nice to uh, save a bundle of money on uh, the T1 bill because that's a big expense that goes into running the system and it'll be nice to uh, lower that bill. So Phil, you're saying that you're going to change T1s from the way they're working with the actual telephone lines into a router on your computer. And you're saying the sound quality is going to be better. Well, that's great. But when I heard this message earlier, it seems to me that you're just talking about a voice over IP line because that's where the line's going to go into. Now, will Fillmore voicemail thrive on this? Technology, probably, because it'll save you a bunch of money. But my prediction of the service going offline by the beginning of this year hasn't come to fruition yet. And I'm sure that it'll be very soon. You see, Phil, you still don't know much about technology. Your message that we got a copy of indicates to us that it is a voice over IP connection using the same T1 technology because that's what fiber is. Fiber is internet speed, right? Somebody who sent me a copy of this and actually played it for us, although I couldn't hear it very well when it was played until I heard it just now. I can concur with them that this is basically the provider moving you to voice over IP. Welcome to voice over IP, Phil. You said you would never go to it. It was crap. You talked about how my telespace was using it and it was crap. And you would never stoop so low as to do that. Well, your provider is moving you in that direction. Hmm... Uh, I'm curious on what my subscribers think. Do you agree with me? Those who know more about this than I do. I mean, I have a basic knowledge and understanding of it, but to several of us who have heard this portion of this message that Phil put somewhere indicates to all of us that it is a Voice over IP line. Your thoughts.
here is something that happened to me while preparing a blog post posted to the blog. And I had to stop what I was doing because I got a phone call. And you're like, yeah, and? The call in question came from a 423 telephone number indicating that I had a 100% success rate in paying my payments. So I was offered 0% APR on my credit cards. More specifically, the call said all of your credit cards. And you must take action immediately. So to speak with somebody, press 1. And I wanted to see if it would repeat itself because I didn't catch the name of the company in which they were representing. I went ahead and submitted an email to my credit card company because I remember calling once asking about such a thing when I got a call similar to that, which I never fell for. And they said, yes, send it to this address, which I did, and provide all of the information, you know, such as the phone number that called you and what they wanted. So I did that. And this goes to remind you, and I am not calling anyone stupid on this podcast at all, because you don't want to assume that people are aware of these types of things. And if they are, and they get such a thing, and they hear something like this, and they happen to get it right then and there, they go, oh, well, good thing this guy tells me about this, because, you know, it's been a while since I've gotten it, and I might have forgotten, and I might have fallen for something. Now, I'm not asking for praise, and I'm not looking for any of that, but all I'm trying to do is get out information that might be of use to you. And it might be repetitive, but at the same time, it's worth repeating at times. So again, don't go looking for things that might be saying... Oh, take advantage of this right now. It's a once-in-a-lifetime offer. You know, you always want time to think about it, especially when it comes to paying something. Or, in this case, if you get an offer, say, you know what, how long do I have to think about this offer? And if they tell you, we'll leave it open for this amount of time, we'll put it on your records then that's great. If they say, well, we're only offering it to you right now and you have to take advantage during this call and you don't get time to think about it, I'd be a little leery of that. And remember that any financial institution who might have an offer for you could send it to your mailing address where you then have to call and get it redeemed. Or if you're talking to a representative, hey, what offers do you have for me today? 
you know, what can I get for my APR? I've been such a good customer here that I'm wondering if there's something we can do. You know? Uh, yes, I pretty much had a 100% success rate on my credit card. Not my credit cards. And since you didn't identify which company you are representing, uh, representing, then I'm a little leery because my credit card company doesn't give me a call to give me an offer I have to take up right then and there. The fraud department will call me to let me know if there's an issue and they tell me that it's them calling me. I'm sorry, but you failed whoever you are. For the Technology Blog and Podcast, I am Jared. Let's continue with more of the cast in just a moment. Let's talk about some news notes items from our last set of readings. And a couple of these articles are of interest. Number one, there is an article from Krebs on Security that talks about tech support scams from Apple. And of course, Trent Michael talks about tech support scams in general. They are going to be a very interesting topic because there are always going to be new people coming on, which is where this last segment that I talked about the potential credit card offer comes from because you never know who's going to come across it and they may have never heard of this before. So, tech support scams. What are they and how do I stay safe? Well, usually when you have a problem with a computer or a phone or some sort of product, you will call the company and let them know what type of issue you are having so that they can try and assist you in the best way that they can. A tech support scam will call you telling you that you have a problem and you need to do this. For example, I could call you and say, yes, uh, my name is John and I'm calling from Microsoft and I am calling because I've seen some unusual activity on your computer and if you want me to help you fix it, then I have to have access to your computer to be able to uh, fix it. And so I'll stop my little speech there because that is what will get you hooked in. You will provide them your payment information and they will then hook, line, and sync you by having you install something which gives them access to your computer at any time. 
And as I said, there are always new people coming on here. So articles like this one and another one that I'll be talking about here in a little bit will be of value. Adware disguised as game TV remote control apps. And this is affecting quite a large amount of Google Play customers, although the app isn't available as of press time and as of the time I'm recording this. The article in question said that the majority of these apps have been removed by Google. And it's sad to see that a bouncer, although not necessarily its fault because until it gets its target, it's going to act like a regular looking app. Tread Micro and Krebs on Security talk about the first patch Tuesday. Trend Micro tends to go in a little more detail and it has fixes for DHCP and exchange vulnerabilities. There were some articles that I've read that I tweeted that I wasn't necessarily going to cover because people can follow me on Twitter to get anything that they want. I tweet things that are of interest, but I'm trying to find those that might be of interest to, to, to you. The Krebs on Security article, which is the next one, uh, does cover uh, not only Microsoft, but also Adobe. And Adobe 2020 cannot come soon enough because your Flash player needs to go. I don't know why you decided that you needed to have a long-standing history of continuing to be a problem for years on end. Um, more videos on HTML5 and you know YouTube and all of that. We just don't need Flash anymore. Here's something. Speaking of Windows software... In regards to the tech support scams, dirt cheap, legit Windows software pick two. And in this article, it talks about various pieces of software that can be found for cheap. But yet, can possibly do other things too. I got bit by an, a program claiming to be AVG when that's the program I was looking for. So I can understand where people can be bitten by things like this. Two articles on Germany. German. Politicians with personal data are exposed in an article called Vast Breach Exposes German Politicians' Personal Data. And the very next one is Germans, Germany saw NSA help after breach expose lawmakers' data. And both are good in their own right and both tell the story on how Angela Merkel 
a government official in Germany was targeted and her information is out there now. Uh, her name sounds familiar to me and I'm not exactly sure why. I think I've heard it a long time ago, but I hear a lot of names and I may not recognize it offhand. And speaking of phone phishing, we talked about tech support. Well, the last article in this batch talks about Apple phone phishing scams and how they are getting better. The Windows tech support scams have been around for a while. Hello, my name is Jean. You have a problem with your computer and you need to do this. You need to install this software so I can help you fix it. And some of these, some of these uh, scams actually will impersonate the phone number of the company, i.e. Apple in this case. Uh, somebody in this story got called by somebody claiming the Apple it had the Apple phone number and everything else. And uh, sure enough, they were uh, not taken uh, advantage of, if I remember correctly. The Germany thing, I hope it's a one-time thing. I hope that uh, they have fixed whatever the bug was that allowed hackers to get at Angela's information. And of course, the other one, as I said, was the Apple tech support scam. We already have enough problems with Windows. And of course, if I find anything else that I think I should post even though I may tweet a lot I don't want to post every item uh, I want to post those that might be of interest but if you found something you want me to talk about and you and you find that I have not posted it please send it my way my email address is tech t-e-c-h at m-e-n-v-i dot o-r-g about time that courts get smart with what the crime is. According to an article from Krebs on Security, which you can find on the technology blog, a recent decision of handing someone a 10-year sentence for a DDoS attack is definitely an improvement. We've seen in the past that DDoS attacks usually either get a slap on the wrist or they get some sort of probation with no real monetary value of the fact that they basically crippled some sort of business operation because of the fact that they could not conduct business and that business lost money. The recent article indicates that one suspect in a recent case got 10 years for a DDoS attack. And of course, Krebs on Security has been hit multiple times. And 
Brian indicates that this is definitely an improvement. I concur. The problem is, is that the courts are not sure how to handle this. So I do understand the aspect of taking it slow and giving them the benefit of the doubt in some cases. But they are now handing out hard jail time according to the title of this. And of course the top sentence of the article of the article really speaks volumes. Seldom do people responsible for launching crippling cyber cats attacks face justice. And now I'm not taking word for word, but now courts are starting to take notice of this. When they do get caught, they are making examples of the few who do get busted. A Connecticut man, according to this article, received 10 years for a DDoS attack. Uh, and this attack had crippled a number of hospitals in 2014. Also, a 30-year-old was in the United Kingdom was recently involved for using an army of hack devices to crash large portions of Liberia's access to the internet in 2016. And Daniel K is the suspect mentioned in one of these cases who was responsible for Mirai. And of course, we talked about Mirai, and I believe Crimson Security did too, uh, as well as podcasts, including Security Now. This was a malware strain that enslaved hacked devices, and the masters behind this can basically do whatever they want. I'm not going to read this article verbatim on the podcast, but I really think that this is a step forward. Yes, back in the day, giving them what is known as probation in the United States, it could be something else in other parts of the world, or maybe them giving them three to five years it is a start, but now, courts are starting to realize that when you cripple a hospital's network, you're basically taking them out of business. And that's not good. So, 
So, according to the article, this gentleman was extradited to Germany where he was facing charges of taking out 900,000 people in that country. And, of course, we talked about in a news notes segment crippling evidence that Germany was targeted by a hack that published government officials, including Angela Merkel. And, of course, Krebs on Security published an article linking Daniel K. to particular crimes. And Brian, of course, published that information for people to read. Of course, we don't know that for sure. But he posts on his investigations. And, of course, as he always says, we'll have to see what happens, right? Besides Daniel K., another gentleman was mentioned in this article, Martin Gotts. And uh, according to this article, which is quite interesting, the high seas, when they tried to uh, take a boat, the high seas had their own denial service attack. A Disney ship answered Martin's distress call. And then what happened? They brought them back to the United States because that ship was headed that way. So, few of the anonymous people involved in DDoS, according to Brian, don't get caught. So, he can't blame them one bit. I think there are two things at play here. He says, cue the comments for those on how these guys should be in work instead of jail. But courts are starting to recognize, paraphrasing from the article, that this type of attack is a real and costly crime. As I said, you, th uh, one of these guys took down a hospital. And that is bad enough because you need to have access to those records. To read the entire article, go to my blog at technology.jaredreimer.net. And I'm interested to hear what your thought is on this. Are you in agreement to this? Do you have other ideas that might uh, deter people from 
starting denial of service attacks and taking critical infrastructure or businesses offline for a period of time where they cannot access records? I would love to hear from you, so please get in touch. My email address is tech, that's T-E-C-H, at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. And remember to go to technology.jaredreimer.net for a link to the article. All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast. Dice World has gotten an update with some accessibility stuff. And one of the things I like, I want to show you. There's also done some improvements in regards to other areas as well. Uh, the chat rooms and, and so forth. I think this is actually kind of cool. And since I have a turn waiting for me, I thought this would be the perfect time to do it. I'm only going to play one round, and I noticed the change in Farkle, more specifically. I don't notice anything different between the other games that I've played. I think Pig might have changed, too. And to test that out, I'm going to do a practice round. But I do want to take my Farkle turn. Three notifications. Dice World, one minute ago. You roll with Chico one. So, four minutes ago. we're going to take our turn now. Messages. 46 unread messages. Opening Games. Dice World. One new item. Dice World. I don't think it gives us the five gold if we or gold when we first take our turns. I haven't seen that as of late, but I don't much care either way. But it's loaded, so let's do our Farkle turn. Bonus. Farkle with Chico one. They scored zero two minutes ago. They've scored zero. Round three. Farkle bonus with Chico one. You will get the final roll. So this has changed. It actually will tell us who will get the final roll. I had 1,500, and I uh, took my turn, got the bonus, and the very next roll was a Farkle, and that's going to happen. Roll. Button. Roll. Four, 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 five, two, three. So? Possible moves are three fours. Plus 400. One five plus 50. This is all the same, but here's what's different. Roll. Select all. Bank. Dim. Select all. Button. We'll select them all. Select all playable dice. Select all. Bank score is 450. Total 2,500 health. So now it's going to tell me my total score. Roll two dice. If I hold it. Roll. One, four. Possible moves are 1, 1 plus 1, 1. Bank score is 550. Total, t- roll 1 die. But, roll. Farkle. Bonus roll. 1, roll. 6, 1, 5, 3, 1, 3. Possible moves are to 1s. Plus 100 each. 1, 5 plus 50. Alright, so let's see what my score is. 2,050 to 3,450. Alright, so I'm getting kicked Current pretty good. Button. Select all. Bank. Dimmed. Button. Select all. Button. Select all. Bank score is 800. Total 2,850 of health. Alright, so again. 2,050 to 3,450. Current score. Player 2 statistics. Button. Round 3. United States. Image. Round 3. Ellipsis. To 0. Round 2. 0 to 2,900. 800. 0. 
We'll do this. Round one, back. Button. I haven't played threes in a while, so I don't know. But I want I think I noticed the change in pig, but I haven't played one in a while, so Roll. let's see if Button. it does it. Roll. Dim. Roll score is six. Total six of health. Yes, it does. Roll. Roll score is eleven. Total eleven of health. So that's kind of cool. So let's see if threes acts the same way. So that's an improvement. It'll read the scoreboard by default. I don't play ballot on a regular basis, but I mainly wanted to show you all. Oh, maybe what I'll do is I'll show you. Uh, let's see. Chat rooms. Chat rooms. Back button. Hangout. Button. I notice have button. changed. User avatar. Image. Username. Dicer. One eight four zero three four two. More option. But text content with anyone from Austin, Texas. Posted at thirteen minutes ago. 
So that's a little bit different. Zero comments. Text content. Call you boy 2009 is kind of weird and gay. Misspelled. Kept posted at. Username. Iron Man 831. More option. Text content. Anyone from Arizona? So it seems to read a little more. more. User, user avatar, send post, post and put close, button, close, back I don't button, back button, use it that much, but updating, they do have friends activity feed, button, friends activity feed, friends activity Go, feed, back button, metal achieved, one second ago, bottle she's not for, metal achieved, one second ago, bottle she's not for, of a kind, and Yahtzee, ring Gosman Ronda 27 defeated, was it to you, 18 to 8, in a game of ballot, 26 seconds ago, post message, button, activity filter, Switch button on. On shows all player activity. Off shows friends only. Double tap it. Off activity list set to show friend activity. Okay. Metal achieved three minutes ago. Chico one scored three thousand points in Farkle. Zip. Metal achieved three minutes ago. Chico one got three pair in Farkle. Zip. Metal achieved three minutes ago. Chico one got a straight in Farkle. Chico one level seventy three. Like button zero likes button zero comments. Metal achieved one hour ago. You got a straight in Farkle. Online now. Jared 9607. Left like button. Zero likes. Zero comments. Jared 9607. Chico 1300 to 9100 in Farkle two hours ago. All right. So this is kind of interesting. Online now. Jared Knight like. Zero likes. Zero comments. Metal achieved seven hours ago. Harmonica player got a straight in Yassi. Harmonica player. Level 62. Click for more details. Like. Button. Zero likes. Zero comments. Metal achieved. Seven hours ago. Harmonica player got a Yahtzee. Harmonica. Like. Zero like. Zero comment. Metal achieved. Seven hours ago. You won at Yahtzee. Online now. Jared. Like. Zero likes. Zero comments. Jared 9607 beat Jordan in 256 to 214 in Yahtzee. Seven hours ago. Online. Jared. Like. Zero likes. Zero comments. Metal achieved. 21 hours ago. Chico won score 2,500 points in Farkle. Okay, so. Friends. Button. Notify. Button. Inbox. Button. Back button. Back that's button. interesting. Updating. Updating complete. Friends activity. Chat rooms. Medals. Button. Medals. They added medals to this version. I've won quite a number of medals. Let's see what it shows here. Medal count. 30. Heading. It shows now. Medals from earning all stars in a word search topic. Medal count. 30. Heading. Medals from earning all stars in a word search topic. Metal count, 30, putting. One a game. One five. One ten. One twenty-five. One fifty. One seventy-five. One one hundred. One one hundred twenty-five. One one hundred fifty. One one hundred seventy-five. One two hundred. One two hundred fifty. One three hundred. One three hundred fifty. One four hundred. One four hundred fifty. One five hundred. One six hundred. Three thousand points in Farkle. Yancey win. Farkle win. Level two. Yancey. Yancey straight. Farkle straight. Dice Rambo. Yancey for a kind. 2,500 points in Farkle. Farkle, three pair. Yancey full house. Yancey full house. Back button. Back so button. that's Updating. interesting. Updating. Complete. Create a game. Um, but I can't think of anything else, so I'm going to kill this. Uh, but I thought it was interesting to share some of the recent changes in uh, Dice World that I found. Um, 
and it's a it's an interesting improvement that they've gotten uh, the different metals and things and each person's gonna be different and that's what makes this game interesting maybe there are more achievements to be had And we'll have to see what happens. So, maybe it would be kind of cool to see what medals other people have won. So send me an email and let me know. For the last few days, I have been receiving some very interesting email that I want to talk about because you may get it and may fall for it. Now, this may contain some adult content that might not be suitable for children. I'm not going to swear, but we are going to talk about something that I normally don't talk about on a regular basis on this podcast. So there is your disclaimer okay again I am going to talk about something that may be subjectively inappropriate for some the email addresses me by email address and I've been getting them at several different email addresses across the network. I believe that all of those addresses are forwarders and this is something that you should be aware of that they address you by email address and the email address is something interesting it comes from some interesting looking domain and it says anonymous hacker but I did not mention this in the posting that I posted to the blog because I'm not going to give away the details of how the emails have been sent to me because of the fact that you may get them differently. And 
the emails in question say that they have some video of you masturbating after you apparently and I want to use this loosely apparently went to a site that serves up erotic content and this site downloads a piece of software well we know that there are sites out there that can do some very interesting things and whether you visit erotic websites is your business and I am not going to judge anyone on this podcast for what you do on your own time and frankly I don't have to know such things but what's interesting about these emails is uh, first the time I'm not even on the computer at those times anyway and I'm not going to mention what time the emails came in so that's the first thing the second thing is is even if I visited an erotic website I would be looking for something specific I wouldn't just go browse right this the other thing is is that this thing claims that it turned on software which then that software turned on my camera and recorded me taking care of my needs while watching the video now first of all I don't have a camera so if you installed something and you installed me watching a video on a on an adult website then share that video because uh, I don't have a camera here and what was interesting about one of these emails is that it was sent to an email address that is used on a domain for applications and that was quite interesting because I don't and you don't and nobody has to register with any email address on any website to view videos unless it is a paid video that you want to watch so what are they asking for well we haven't covered this on the podcast and you can do your own research on it but there has been the talk of cryptocurrency and we've talked about cryptocurrency in general but 
what the hacker wants, and they give you 72 hours, is that they want Bitcoin. And to get Bitcoin, you have to go to a special retailer. And I've seen news stories, and we've covered it, on how one woman was able to get Bitcoin to get her files back on her computer, even in a snowstorm, which was remarkable. The hackers said, no problem. They decrypted her stuff, and they left her alone. It was an NPR piece. I frankly don't have that piece anymore, otherwise I'd replay it about now to give you an example of how this works. But the details aren't that big a deal right now. The emails indicate that you can look up how to buy Bitcoin online and they give you 72 hours. And if you need more time, open Notepad and type 48H. They're watching you. Well, that's funny because the day that I'm recording my segment right now, uh, there are things I'm going to be doing later on today, and I will more than likely release this podcast, too. We'll have to see. But the last thing that I'm going to do is pay somebody when I know for a fact that I do not have a video camera connected at all. And I know that even if I visit such a website to take care of my needs, that I have done so on my own risk. I know it it brings up pop-ups. And I know I've got some sort of software called Microsoft Security Essentials or Windows Defender, depending on the version of Windows. And if it suspects there's something, it will let me know. It did once. I don't think it's the best, in my opinion, but at least it's something. And uh, this was quite interesting because for the last several days I've been getting these emails. And as I said, they uh, say pretty much the same thing. And what's interesting too is that each email contains a different address. The crypto wallets are very interesting because it's tied to you. And if you lose that wallet, then you lose all that money. So it's called trust no one. There's nobody to go to to say, hey, I lost my money. But that's just it. I don't even have a crypto wallet. Uh, I don't know much about them. I understand how it works. But I don't even have one. And if I go to buy Bitcoin, 
would they give me a device to where I would be able to have it? I honestly don't know the answer to that. This is very, very interesting. I am curious on what you guys think of this. I should probably uh, send somebody a voice message to let them know about it, but I'm sure that they know already. about this very very interesting stuff folks what do you think of this I think they're trying to extort me the wrong way. Thoughts are welcome on this one. So I'm caught up on security now. I was several episodes behind and Steve Gibson talked about a very interesting service that has been around for many years that I have never heard of. And while I did tweet at him, I got the episode wrong and I was able to find it through transcripts. And the service is called FileMail. And the website is filemail.com. And it is a very interesting looking site. It is accessible. They do recommend the desktop app or an app uh, for best performance. But I did try the desktop app and it is horrible. I launched it and... No matter what I did, arrow, whatever, all it said was edit box. And so this app is unusable with access technology. But the website is accessible. And with Chrome, you can actually upload folders. Uh, just for SNGs, I tried to give it a bunch of my shows to send to myself because at some point I'm going to use it to send files and I want to understand how it works. And it ended up sort of sitting there at... Um, 
like 3.49 of 6 gigs. The free version of this site allows you to send up to 50 gigs of content. So for the occasional file uh, you can do this ad free I looked at the downloads page to see what it would do and it gives me the list of files and if multiple And this could be a very useful service to send the occasional file. And I don't see the difference between two options because it doesn't actually send file attachments. It will send you an email with the list of files that the recipient has sent. And a, a link to go download it. And it will actually send you a shareable link, which then you could put up on your blog. So... I'm not going to do a full demo of the site, but I will uh, link this. It says send as email or send as link, and I've tried both options, and it doesn't actually send a file attachment. So, uh, I would suggest send his link. And, uh, it looks like the only difference is that when you send it as a link, um, there's a message to display on the downloads page or send as email it'll put the message in the body of the email and so uh, I think that would be the only thing And, uh, the only other thing that I see besides the two options, um, where you, if you send it by email, it does have a to, a from, and so forth. Um, you know, it doesn't send 
attachments at all. So, um, there could be a benefit to doing it the link way, and I'm going to play with it a little more. Uh, I guess I've been playing with the email side of things. It doesn't like my email address that is associated to my personal.jaredreimer.net email when I put the to address. I'm going to have to play with this a little more because I could see myself using this to send uh, files and especially those like mp3 files that are just too large to send uh, because they're over the 20 meg limit email attachments are capped at 20 megs so I could see this working to my advantage when I need to send large files again the website for you to go look at and play with and see how you like it and I'll link to it is filemail f-i-l-e-m-a-i-l dot com they've got a desktop iOS and Android apps in the iOS app you don't have to log in in fact there is one caveat with the free service you can only transfer twice in a 24-hour period and I can understand that limitation because of the fact that they have to uh, they have to have the space for those who want to pay. It's cheap. It's $15 a month, but you get longer than a week to store your files if you want. And you have other options such as password protection. So if you're HIPAA compliant and you need to send files, and you pay, uh, you could check a box and password protect your files so that only the people who have the password can get access to those. Uh, there, there have been many services out there, including ShareFile, and, and of course you can share through Dropbox, and those links are tied to your account. Uh, and of course, um, there is a thing in Dropbox too, where you can request a file and it creates a folder and it allows a recipient to receive a link and they upload the file and you receive it in your Dropbox. So there are, are other ways to do it, but if you don't want to deal with all of that, I think that this service would be kind of cool 
And I may try this with the uh, with with a podcast, and maybe link it to the blog, and uh, you know it would only be available for a week, but the file would anyway. But of course, we do have RSS and so forth. So if, if the link ends up not working, then of course you can get the file through the RSS and other methods. So I could definitely see this uh, very interesting service uh, use. But right now I'm just testing it and I guess I've been testing the email method and uh, I'll just have to test the link and see what it does. Have you used this service and what do you think of it? Let me know. The comments will be not shared unless you would like them to. I will keep them and we can communicate that way. Contact information is as follows. Email or iMessage tech, that's T-E-C-H at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. You can also go ahead and text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975 or Livewire or Ground Zero 2276 is my box number. The podcast is uploaded on board 295 on Livewire and 224 on Ground Zero. We talked about both systems on an earlier podcast. For those who would like to, feel free to check that out. Uh, let's see. More great content will be coming up. I haven't figured out exactly what yet, but... I don't have anything too earth-shattering at the moment. So you'll just have to wait and see what comes up. And of course, if you have something that you would like me to share, please feel free to get in touch. I hope to see you on another edition of the podcast very soon.